This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Five games left. That's it. Mercifully? Mercifully just five games left in the Panther season? Isn't that tiring? Isn't it? (sighs) Well, if anyone's still going in with hope, it's just you should really look inside. (laughs) The (laughs) The most exciting part of any season is the run-up to the playoffs. In American sports, there is nothing more exciting than, in baseball, the pennant race. Yeah. Mid-August on through September into the playoffs. In the NBA, the last two months of the regular season, as teams are jockeying for position... In the NHL, man, you're pushing for the last playoff spot. I would argue the most exciting Hurricanes game in the entire Rod Brindamore era was the night they made the playoffs for the first time in a decade. It was the second-to-last game at home against the New Jersey Devils. They had to win that game, get help elsewhere. Both things happened. It was as exciting. Anybody that remembers the Peter Morazic interview on the bench after they qualified for the playoffs, Morazic wasn't even part of the previous decade. There's, you live for those moments as fans, and it's been a long time since the Panthers have experienced anything remotely close to that. Yeah. Yep. What the NFL needs is an in-season tournament that the Panthers can get behind because maybe they'll get lucky and it'll be the day they win. Or we should start like doing, a, I don't know, a test or an exam or questionnaire for owners. Like You have to pass this common-sense test before you can own a football team. Maybe. Maybe that would help. That's what it all comes down to, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, let's bring in my friend Brendan Wooded <laughs> at HU Cosell. On Twitter, Bison Express, all of that. We'll uh, we'll get to the Celebration Bowl in a sec. Uh, but I kind of, I led us into the NBA's in-season tournament. Um, I think you were skeptical at the beginning. And I don't know if, if, it, if your opinion has really changed as we are now down to the final four. Uh, but your thoughts on what we have seen, other than the courts, which are hard to watch uh, and what we're going to see in Vegas. I'm so in on it now. And thank you for calling you skeptical. So that, that's being very kind. That's fine. <laughs> it was a terrible idea, but I'm so into it now that I even like the, the courts. Like I'm like, no, yeah, all right, yes. nobody Aste- likes the courts. No, no, aesthetically they're a mess. Okay. Fair. <laughs> but I love the idea. I, you know what the end season term is like, I don't know if you've ever gone to a hotel in the city you live in. And like, let's say you know you and your 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 your, your, your paramour just go hang out in the hotel. Right? Is are, are we do we know each other? Of course, we know each other. Is it the same scene oh, that we always put on this? We're, this, cre- this? we're creating little s- scenarios here. I'm just saying, like, is is it the are they the same players that they always are? Yes, but you know it goes down a little different in the hotel than it does. I'm just saying that's what the end season tournament is, man. Like, this is the same characters, the same place, but. It's different, and you feel it. Guys care. Guys legitimately do care. Like, I, that was my whole thing. My whole thing was if they don't care during the All-Star game and they win, I think they make a million if, if they win that. Or, there's, there's, a, there's a monetary 
bonus for that as well. I was like, if they don't care for that, they're definitely not going to care for this. Who cares about different courts and in season mm-hmm. tournaments? No one's hanging a banner for this. I'm wrong. I was wrong. And you felt it in that in that Suns Lakers game. Like like guys were going to go get after it. There was there was some chippiness. You had Cam Reddish and and Devin Booker getting into it and stuff like. These are things that don't – I'm not saying that they don't care for all of the regular season games, but 82 of them, you're going to wane a little bit. They were fantastic. Like, that was that was fantastic. Tyrese Halliburton, the performance he put on versus the Boston, Boston Celtics, yep. like becoming that sort of a household name. They said it was only his second time being on the national stage since getting into the NBA, which there are some issues with the NBA and how they kind of decide who they're going to promote and who they are. Right. There are good players that don't go that don't play in New York or LA, but like, that's what you, if you're the NBA, that's precisely what you want. You want Halliburton to become this big time name so that people are looking him up and maybe checking Pacers games all of a sudden. This has worked out beautifully. Shout out, shout out to silver and company for, for putting this together. I, I look, I love the concept uh, I think it will work in other sports too. Our uh, the our head coach Rod Brindamore is not a fan, uh, but maybe he'll change his tune. I don't know. We'll see. the N- the NHL is going to do it. I think ultimately Major League Baseball will do it as well, uh, but we'll see. It may take some time, but I hope the uh, hope the NBA community sticks with it. Um, real final final thing on this: Le- LeBron really sold it. Le- LeBron was talking about you're representing your family and your your community and all of that. I think he was overselling, but I think that's okay because I think he understands that the NBA wants this to be a thing and he is willing to help them make it a thing. It will mean more money. It'll be maybe a separate television package. Um, But do you think there's an element of this that some guys like LeBron simply want to win the first one? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013-888-843-0013 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that is because he, he's been playing against ghosts for a really long time. Sure. And so, you know, he would love to, hey, you know, Mike never had an in-season tournament championship. <laughs> he would love to hit him with that old shrug. Like, ah, I mean, Mike ain't have it. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, did he? was he eligible for it? Mm, that's not like somebody else's problem to me, fam. Uh, <laughs> he don't have one. I let your boy. So, yeah, I, he 100% thinks that. Yes, absolutely. All right. Now, uh, speaking of uh, Michael Jordan, his old stomping grounds, Chapel Hill, um, I think they, for the most part, had a pretty good – preseason, you know, pre-conference season, even though I think everybody's played uh, a conference game now. Um, But before we get to later in the month where now we're starting to get into league play, I think they've had a very good run-up. What was your take on last night's loss to UConn? Uh, I'm really high on this team. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was my takeaway. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, UConn's a good team. Like, you're you're going to lose some of these games early on. Uh, but I thought that they they fought back. They 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 looked early on in that game like they were kind of withering a little bit. They they still had their defensive issues. Look, that that's going to be the the biggest thing for them. But there's been a lot of I think positive takeaways uh, from this. They're a lot deeper than they have been. 
I know in that that final that they had that they ultimately lost with Hubert Davis, I thought that was as big of a, an issue as anything, just not having guys that they feel comfortable playing. And mm-hmm. Sure, Davis will probably shorten up the bench at some point, but they they look really, really comfortable. They got capable shooters. They're athletic. They, they, they're deep and, and, and kind of amorphous enough to be able to change what they want to do at any given time. Harrison Ingram, man. That is a professional basketball player. I agree. Right there. Like, he, he is no joke. He is at his size and the things he's doing, he's shooting over 30%. It's, it's weird. He actually does remind me a lot of Harrison Barnes, but the okay. inside version. The guy that's not going to rely on the jumper as much. Mm-hmm. Where he, Grant Ingram feels very comfortable putting his shoulder down, putting it into his defender, and working with his back to the basket. That's not something that I feel guys are as comfortable doing now because there is a lot of more spacing and let's sure. shoot the three, particularly at, at Ingram's size. But he's legit. You put that with R.J. Davis, who, man, every time I watch him play, he looks like looks like a pro. And not just because of his shooting ability. Although he is a three-level scorer, he's gotten his, I think his layup package is better than it was. He mm-hmm. feels very comfortable in the mid-range, and obviously you know what he does from deep. But he knows when they need him, right? He, he understands, hey – I can get up, I can get my shot anytime I want to. His quickness and his and his basketball IQ allow that. But the other thing that the IQ does, it makes sure, hey, let me make sure to, to feed this big right here who who's uh who, who just gave me the pick and he's rolling down. Let's make sure to get him something. Let's move, let's move the ball around and, and get guys in positions to score the ball. That to me is the un the mm-hmm. unknowable part about a point guard. Do you know what you need? They call it a coach on the court for a reason. When we are struggling, yes. You go get it, RJ. You don't look for nobody else. You go get it. But in other times, let everybody else see. He seems to have a really good understanding of that. Impressed, even though he wasn't great last night, by Baycott's improvement on the free throw line. Yeah. I know everybody wanted him to learn how to shoot threes and all this. Man, that's not him. No. What is him is a guy that, because he is so physical and is going to get to the line so much, if he's shooting at about an 80% clip, you no longer have to worry about taking him out at the end of games. And he's going to get, just get three to four more points that you don't have to manufacture at all just based off of offensive rebounds and putbacks. And it's interesting you get that because, A, I, at the beginning of the show, to me, Harrison Ingram is their best player. I, I would, to me, that's the guy that I center my offense around. Everything works off that. Uh, I think the, the emergence of Elliot Cadeau, as the primary ball handler, even though they have two, and R.J. Davis does a lot of orchestrating with the offense. I think the fact that they can rely on Cadeau to run the show more often than not, I think is really good. I love him. I love him as a player. He's going to go through a dip, but I think he's really good. Um, You get Cormac Ryan, who's just a really good spot-up shooter, but he does more than that. Not just a shooter. He can drive. He's got some, we'll just say tenacity. To him, right? We can we can call it whatever we want. Uh, if he was playing for another team, we would hate him. But yeah. he doesn't. He plays for North Carolina, so we like him, and that's good. Uh, but I like the depth too. I don't. To me, Jalen Washington's going to be part of the rotation, right? Absolutely. And, and Seth Trimble's going to be part of the rotation. I think there'll be an eight-man team pretty much all year, and that's really all you need. You don't need ten. You don't need eleven. Eight is more than enough. I think that uh, maybe seven uh, or no, eight was the show, right? Eight is enough. Yeah, that was the show. I uh, apologize for, I mean, it's right in my wheelhouse because I'm, I'm almost 100 years old. Um, but I, I like that team. Last night was just a loss. Uh, it's it's a great game. Um, I think UConn played well. They probably shot more. Th- I don't know. I haven't seen UConn enough. They shot a lot of threes. They didn't make a high percentage, but they made 10. 
Carolina made seven. And I think that they had those two stretches in the second half that they stretched the lead out to double digits a couple of times after Carolina had eaten into it. And it was just too big a hill to climb. But I, I wasn't discouraged by anything I saw from UNC. No, not at all. That's a and and that's a good environment for them to play. And they still got. To, uh, I think their next game is versus Kentucky. I think they have a, a, another another one of these kind of big time yeah. showdowns. But I love that. I love the toughness. You you, uh, you mentioned like, hey, he has. Let's call it Moxie or whatever it was that you came up with. Like, yeah, I need. I but I want that. I want. I, I want them playing with a little bit of edge. If there's in, has yeah. been an, an issue in the past with Carolina, regardless of who the head coach was, it was the nice guy thing. Like, ah, they're yeah. a bunch of nice guys. Well, eh, nice guys finish second in basketball. You got to, you got to have a little bit, of, a, a little bit of that mean streak in you. And I like to see, you know, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, the chatty Kathy Spencer for UConn. He was, I mean, he had a lot, he had a lot to say. He but certainly you need did. That you need, you need to go up against that in 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 New York. You know, go up against UConn, that kind of a story program. Go, let let's put them in some boiling water, and they will cook, and they will be fine. Like it's going to be great. Like I'm. I'm I'm really high on this team right now. I I am too. But real real quick aside, there was some question about whether or not UConn is a blue blood program. Why is the, I mean how many national champ? I mean it's not like yeah. they've just started being good. Like when Jim Calhoun got there in 1990 or 89 or whatever it is, they became great. They were one of the best teams in the 90s. It just took them a while to win a national championship. Uh, one of the best teams in the 90s. They got five national championships. I mean, how do we not call them a blue blood? They're a blue blood. They just haven't necessarily been one of the you know legends of the game uh, since 1952. I don't even understand people. Yeah, I think folks don't want to let other people, like especially fans of the teams that everybody knows no. is in, they, they're a little bit more reluctant. And in a weird way, I think that the women's basketball team's success has hurt them because it hasn't been as dominant. It's always been right. there. They've been the other team on their own campus for a long time. I think that hurts them too. More of a blue blood than Indiana. And I'll, I'll just leave it right there. Uh, yeah, they are. All right. Uh, when do you head down to, uh, to Atlanta for the celebration bowl? Head down there Saturday. Super excited. Um, you know, this will be a big, this is a big opportunity for uh, our program. They were co-MEAC champions last year, but because of the tiebreakers couldn't actually represent the MEAC and the Celebration Bowl this year, get the big wins at versus Morgan State and Central yep. uh, late in that season after we lost to South Carolina State in a really tough game where I thought that that was the season. They were able to fight back, get into it. They got their, they got their biggest test coming uh, coming Saturday, uh, coming next Saturday uh, when when they play FAM because FAM, they score the most points in the SWAC. They, they allowed the least amount of points. They're 11-1, and one, but their only loss being the South Florida like, this is a legitimate team mm-hmm. that they are playing. And so it's a really good measuring stick to determine where, where your program is. So, so shout out to, to Coach Scott for, 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 for rectifying this program because it was looking really rough for a little while. That's Brendan Woodard at HU Cosell on Twitter. Good luck uh, to the Bison in the Celebration Bowl. You can read his stuff at bisonexpress.com. All right, my man, I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, man. I love it. You got it. That's Brendan Woodard here on the Adam Gold Show. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today. That's jimallen.com. 
the Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.